titles. Go. Dental drama. In a bad way. Inches from the cup. Chug your steak. Smoke a tuna sandwich. The meat probe. Naked bongos. That wasn't gauze. Space toilet. Paul's mom, the wino. <laughs> Twirling his hammer. Uh, Kevin ratted you out. <laughs> All right, guys, go. Uh... Warning. What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. I'm Corbs. And I'm Kev. I still can't look at everybody the way I'm supposed to. I, I screw and up you every never time. never will. Never. No Don't matter what. Try. Don't even and, try. And I try to stack the deck in my favor and put everybody in the exact same order every week now, and it's not working out for me anyway. You'll get it. But guys, what's got you geeked? Oh, you know, I have to save what's really got me geeked for the, uh, the play- gaming segment. Um, otherwise, I have nothing for that. I will tell you what doesn't have me geeked, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. As we know, I, I spoke about my uh, dental issues yes. uh, previously, and there's been some lovely drama since the last time we recorded. Check this out. So Friday, I go in, and uh, they shave around the tooth to prep for a crown. He filled two other cavities, so all my cavities are filled. And he shaved around the tooth. And everyone knows what they do when they prep for a crown. Because I didn't know this. Okay. Corbs, you didn't shake your head. No. Okay. So basically, this is your tooth. What they do is they shave around it and make it smaller so that they can create a fake tooth to put on top of it. So there's room, you know, next to your other teeth. And so it's it's really, really strange. Because afterwards, Mm -hmm. you have a smaller shaved down tooth. I assume that takes all the enamel off and everything. So... He does that, and then he takes a mold, and they use that mold. They send it off uh, to get the, the permanent crown made, but they give you a plastic one. So they, they basically put some stuff in the mold, stick it back in your mouth, 
and then they pull it out and he takes it out and he like cuts the the other sot teeth off of it and forms a, a plastic fake crown temporarily and they put some stuff on it and stick it on your tooth so i'm like this is weird but okay i go home i get home uh well i left the dentist a little after 11 o'clock uh, a few minutes after five just after they close while i'm eating dinner the crown breaks in half and i almost swallow it perfect and pulling it out and getting the food off it, it crumbled further so i mean i looked up online there's no you know, put Vaseline on the inside and put it back in your tooth. There was no saving it. It was done. So right. I went the entire weekend. Now, now, mind you, recovering from a dry socket on one side of my mouth and a tooth that is shaved down and sensitive to everything on the other side of my mouth. It was awful, like eating, drinking, anything, anything that wasn't body temperature, I struggled with. Mm-hmm. I got through it Monday. They open it up. I'm like, listen, it came off. Can I come in and get another one put on? Uh, they got me in about two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, put another one on. This one feels a bit more substantial. Uh, I, I couldn't really tell when I was there because sometimes the stuff they, they use gets on it and it, you know, it's, it's a little rough. There is a few jagged edges on this thing. And now the side of my tongue is all ripped up. So I'm still in the same position, just a different kind of pain. Uh, it's very, very frustrating. And hopefully midweek next week, the, the permanent crown will be in and I can finally put this all to bed. Uh, but yeah, tooth problems suck. They do. Yeah, it's no, it's no fun. But you, you said that's on the side at least where they're doing this to you? On the side. It's one of my molars. Okay. Um, mine was uh, dead center right in the front on the bottom row. Uh, they're right there where there's no tooth. tooth. Okay, no, that's so all right. Yeah. Is that an implant or a crown? Crown. So did you yeah. lose it? Have you always had that tooth missing? Uh, for quite a while, but most of the time when I'm not going, you don't see it. So okay. I was just wondering. <laughs> have you ever had your crown slip off or any issues with it? No, I'm good. <laughs> no, for real. Um, yeah, no, no. I was lucky. Thankfully, I didn't have that problem. Well, um, I mean, your, your permanent one. Nope. That's no, not, it's okay, been great I, for years. Because, you know, the, the dentist told me, he's like, well, I'm not going to tell you they can't come off, but, you know, it, it's, it generally doesn't, but it could happen. And since I had one come off already, even though it was the plastic <laughs> one, now I'm fucking paranoid. Right. Uh, no, and mine survived everything, like all my stupidity, playing football, all that stuff. So, so far, so good for more than a decade because I yeah. had it done. All right. Yeah, so far. I had it done before. Had, had, had a few crumbs come off, just to let just to forewarn you. He has a he has one two crowns, and I think one of them actually he's had, he actually's got to go to the dentist this week to have it replaced. Oh great, I'm fucked. <laughs> so, so there you go. He, just, I just go with the round of it. I would have yanked out. Yeah, yeah, you know, the problem is you need teeth to chew your fucking food with. And no, so I, I kind of put it in a blender. Buy a blender. I was just going to say, buy a blender. Yeah. Buy one of the little ninja things, you know, you put it all yeah. in there. And rare. I, I have you one, just, but you know what? I, I'm not putting rare steak in a blender. And I'm not going Dug to your steak. Come life, on. Gum it. Not going the rest <laughs> of my life without eating steak and ribs and things like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can do it like birds and have someone pre-chew your food for you. 
There you, you go. all fucking suck. You know that? Fuck you all. all well, you might you might find a friend somewhere that would do that for you. Not, not me. No, no one not it. Or I can just get a crown like I did. There you go. <laughs> I mean, this is all precipitated on Corbs basically saying, ah, oh, just yank him out. Be a man. You know? <laughs> I've, heard, I've had four of them pulled, so. See, I don't have them pulled. Mine just drop out of my face. Oh. So. No, mine just, oh. mine, mine got to get cavities in them. First one, I had a cavity that it got an abscess in it, which is not fun. So I, I called the dentist uh, on a Saturday afternoon, and he's like, well, I'm just about finished up, so if you can get here in the next 20 minutes, I'll pull it for you. <laughs> I'm like, it was right the street from my mom's place. I'm like, I'll be there in five. I walked in. He's like, all right. Get the tools ready. <laughs> sat down, numbed up my face. And 20 minutes later, I was walking out of there with a prescription and a wad of gauze in my mouth. He's like, yeah. have a good weekend. That have wasn't gauze. <laughs> Can we change the subject? Yes, yep. please. So yeah, oh. Corbs, what's got you geeked? Um, well, for me, it is so I was at a golf tournament over last weekend. And it was for a buddy of mine, he works for SRC. Mm-hmm. And so we all played in it. The four of us didn't normally play golf together, played in it. So it was me, three iron. And my buddy Mark and Sean. So there's two Sean's, Mark and Justin. We all played in it. Um, so when you come off the ninth hole, there was a putting contest. Okay. All right. So we started on the ninth hole. So we were the first group up on the ninth hole. So it means we were the first group to hit the putting green for this contest. You got two putts to make it. So Mark went first, barely missed. I think he was like 12. 12, 18 inches away from the cup. My buddy Sean went next. He did, he missed. My buddy Justin went next. Um, so I dropped down the two balls for me to putt, and I proceeded to knock the very first shot into the cup. Nice. nice. So the girl that was doing the contest looked at me and said, well, you just made my job a lot fucking easier for the day. <laughs> because to win the putting contest, you have to make it. So there was a second shot that you had to putt if you made it. So I made the first putt. Put the second one and ended up uh, 24 inches to the cup. Mm. So you had to make the putt and then you had to beat 24 inches and nobody did. And nice. Oh, nice. Can't move, see it. Move it in front of your oh, face. Oh, wow. Put it in front of nice. Your face. Nice. <laughs> Snap oh. me a good picture of that and text it to me. That'll be one of the teases this week. Okay. So, yeah, my so uh, very first group off the, on the putting contest. Fourth guy up putting makes the putt and wins the contest. Nice. That it makes me think that it should have been the like the victory music from Happy Gilmore dropping in right there. But and maybe maybe the, it the, will be. The, the, the best part about it is that I don't know, Paul. You don't you don't you didn't see my golf clubs when we played that day at my aunt's place. We used Justin's clubs, so you haven't. Yeah, seen yeah. I just saw the broken one. Yep. <laughs> um. So my grandparents, when they were alive, went to Scotland. Nice. Okay, and they played at St. Andrews, which is the oldest golf course on the face of the earth. Wow. And when they were there, they bought a wooden putter for me to use. Sweet. And I've used that wooden putter for the last 20 years, and I still use it to this day. Everybody's got these putters, you know, 
pings and all this stuff. And I still will use a wooden putter and I still putt with it fantastic. And it was, you should try a different putter. I'm like, why? Right. I fucking make every putt that I hit. So, yeah. So I use a putter that's an old wooden putter, like old school 1800s putter. Wow. That was right from the, it's right from the old course in St. Andrews. It's right from the golf course. That's it's awesome. Not, not something they bought in a store someplace. It's actually from St. Andrews Golf Course in Scotland. So they, they cut the tree down right there and they yep. formed it right on the greens. Yep. The greens that are built over the bones of my ancestors. <laughs> Mine too, apparently. <laughs> so, but yeah, that, that that's what's got me. That was kind of geek. It was pretty, it was pretty funny that uh, I made it very first, very first putt that I hit, dropped it right in, no problem. So that's neat. That's awesome. Congratulations. Is that your first major award? No. No. No, I just won a golf tournament in July, so that's not my first major award. Oh. But was it for Gile? What? (laughs) What? Sorry. (laughs) Really? A Christmas story? Um, It's it's in a major award? For Gile. Must be Italian. Mm. Well, I got you now. I understand now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a yeah. That's a reference I picked right up on. I'm, I'm um, maybe you need to do that movie pretty soon now. Maybe. Please. <laughs> Kevo, what's got yeah. you geeked? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I got my grill working again. Uh, I had a little problem with pellet grill. My uh, controller board went bad. Um, I've got a uh, uh, Pit Boss Rancher XL. Um, not a not a high-end grill, but just a good-sized barrel, you know, pellet grill, uh, big hopper on it, so you can do a lot of stuff at once on it. Um, the one thing I've been missing on it, though, is the ability to uh, to uh, both control it uh, remotely and um, control the temperature all the way across the grill. So it's a it's got a big grate on it. You know, the fire is in the center. So the way it works is the fire heats up this metal pan that spreads the heat, or it's supposed to spread the heat out evenly across the grill. Um, but you don't really have any way to monitor that temperature across the grill. You've got a barrel temp sensor that sits on the door. You've got the single um, uh, RTD sensor on the one end, but you don't really have any way to know what the temperature is in the center of the grill. Um, so I bought a new controller to replace the one that went bad instead of calling a pit boss, which I heard has really good uh, support and they would probably just send me a new one. I may do that anyway, just to have a spare. But I went and found a uh, drop-in replacement that's got Wi-Fi and Bluetooth in it. Um, and it's also got, um, uh, it's a PID controller. So that basically means is instead of 25 or 50 degree increments of temperature, which is what the old one had, um, this one is in five degree increments of temperature. So it's got a little bit more fine control to it. Um, and I can do it all Wi-Fi and it's got three probe connectors, plus it's got the internal. So it uses the internal RTD that was already built in, which I replaced also just in case that was bad. Um, and I've got two more probes that I can put in, one in the center of the, uh, on the grates and one on the far end of the grates. So now I know, I'll know exactly what my temperature is across my entire grill. I can keep better control over it. So when I'm smoking something, uh, smoking a chicken, a brisket, whatever, you know, a couple of different things, I can better control that temperature all the way across. Um, I, can, I can monitor that with the Wi-Fi controller I have because I've got an app on my phone. And I've also got um, wireless uh, meat probes that I have in a different app. So between the two of them, I can really uh, fine, fine, very finely 
measure and monitor all my temperatures so that when I want to when I want to smoke something, I can I can control it and maintain it very very well. The other cool thing about the controller is that I can set it up. I can actually program it so that I can say four hours at 200 degrees, you know, two hours at, uh, you know, 200 or 400, 400 degrees, and then, you know, finish off 30 minutes at, you know, 550 degrees. So nice. you can put that kind of, yeah, you put that kind of control into it and it, and it, and it'll just do that for you. Obviously when it's doing that, it's only using the one temperature sensor, the one RTD sensor that's built in, but I could always go in and I could, um, as long as I set myself an alert, you know, to, to look at it, I could go in and I could um, I could change that. So when the when the temperature changes, if it's not quite right, I can I can uh, change that. But I watched it. I actually turned it on, I fired it up, and uh, I watched it maintain uh, 200 degree temps, and I watched it fluctuate. I watched the board on the machine, and I and I watched the um, on the machine on the grill, and I watched my uh, uh, Wi-Fi based app, my my app on my phone, and I watched it fluctuate within a degree so it would drop to 199 degrees would come back up to 200 and then it would go up a little bit like 201 whereas before it wasn't doing that i mean i set it for 200 degrees and you know it'd spike up to 225 and it would drop down to 190 you know it just didn't have this finite control to it so it's a much much better controller and um, I'm going to have a lot of fun with this. You know, I did, I did, uh, I did some really nice upgrades. I, so I did all that. Plus, plus, I also got, I had originally ordered a new auger motor. There was nothing wrong with the auger motor. It was, it worked fine. But I wanted um, to go to a three RPM motor, which would basically allow you to change the temperature quicker. The quicker the auger turns, the, you know, the more pellets move down the channel and all that. So you could, you could essentially go from a lower temperature to a higher temperature much quicker. Um, the motor I got uh, was DOA, so that didn't get put in. But I also ordered a bracket. Um, my grill didn't come with a bracket for the auger motor. And what happens is a lot of times, some of the grills, some of the lower lower end grills and pit bosses, one of those models that is really not you know considered a you know high end grill. It's okay. It's you know it's off the shelf parts they build it with. Luckily for me, because it made it very easy to modify it and uh, make, make upgrades. But the, the auger motor just kind of sits there and, and, and it actually does this little floppy thing. It kind of moves around a little bit. So this bracket sets it in place and it's going to help it uh, with the direct drive a little bit better. And it should help the motor last a little bit longer. Plus, I may at some point um, uh, get another get another uh, motor for this thing just to get it to uh, get it upgraded. Um, so very happy about that, because when the grill stopped working, I was in a, in a bad way. Um, I, I haven't had many problems with this. Any of the problems I've had with the grill so far by my own fault. Um, I, left, I, left, I left pellets in it one time when it was raining and I didn't have a cover on it. Water intruded into the, uh, um, actually not into the pellet box, but it got between the pellet box and the grill. So it got down into the auger channel and some of the pellets got wet. So then, then they solidified in there and that's a pain in the ass. You got to take it all apart and you pull the auger out and you just clean it all out. Um, it's easy to clean out once you get it apart but getting it apart is the is the fun part um so those that kind of problem i, I created myself but it was a learning process um but this has been a great uh it's been a great upgrade for me you know i know hugh you've talked about uh having a pellet grill and how much you like it yeah. um i absolutely love mine and oh yeah not having it available to me when i wanted to use it was just it was killing me uh, but i've got it back and I'm, I'm really really happy with the upgrades i made and uh, that's, I'm, not, I'm not done, you know, I may, uh, I may just go to the next level, the next stage, the next stage would be, um, 
uh, Raspberry Pi based controller that would really, it would make use of multiple um, temperature sensors if I wanted to use them much better because you've got all those uh, GPIO pins on the Raspberry Pi and you could use all those uh, or you could use them to do this and you could, you know, have multiple sensors. And the Raspberry Pi would be obviously be, would be Wi-Fi, it would be Bluetooth, it would have all that. It would give you a little web page you could use to monitor all this. But there's a lot more you can do with it. You can, you, you know, what you put your recipe in there and you tell it, say, okay, these are my temperatures across the grill. Um, it can really do a great job, including monitoring those uh, wireless meat probes. So you could do all that. You could monitor the, the grill temperature, even the box temperature, grate temperature, and you could monitor the internal temperature. So that would be the, like the ultimate upgrade, um, which I, I probably won't do because it's a lot of work. And, and Are you using a grill grate on that for searing? A grill grate. Are you using a grill grate for searing? Searing. So uh, searing, I don't, um, I, I haven't really done a lot with that. Um, about the closest I get is um, when I pull. So this is, this is, this is the extent of the searing that I do. I'll, I'll do a steak or something like that. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm not going to, you know, leave it in for a long period of time, I'll bring the steak up to hundred degrees, take it off the grill, take it inside, let it rest. Um, while it's resting, I'll bring the temperature of the grill up. Now, and I don't use a special grate, but I'll bring the temperature of the grill up 550, you know, something like that, whatever, whatever the peak of the grill is. It's really not that high. The probably grills don't really get that hot. Um, although this new controller is supposed to help me get a little bit warmer. Bring it up and then take the, take the steak in you, and you put it in and you, and you, and you put it in uh, on one side for a couple of minutes and you put it on the other side once it gets up to, you know, internal temperature I'm looking at, you know, 100, 48, 150 degrees, whatever it is. And then um, it doesn't sear it, but it does blacken it just a bit. Um, I have looked into searing grates um, and I haven't really, I haven't made the, haven't made the decision yet. I was actually thinking about getting a propane drill to do searing. A lot of guys have a small propane drill on the side and they'll do that because you can get them really hot. Um, so I've been thinking about that, but I haven't really gone that far yet. I'm not, I'm not. Let, let me give you uh, a recipe. I'm not, I'm not going to actually do the recipe, but something you can try. I tried this past week, which was amazing. Smoked chicken Alfredo. I smoked the chicken breasts, then brought them in the house, made my Alfredo sauce, chopped it. It nice. was fucking delicious. Nice. Oh my God. Nice. Um, hold that thought. I'm going to go grab something. Okay. I'm only going to be a second. I just got to run downstairs because I got to show you the other thing that I got for the grill. I just got to show this to you. You're not, you're not going to believe this. Since you said smoking, just give me two seconds. Corbs, you put your hand up. Did you have something to say? I was waving to my son. Oh. He just got out of the shower. So Kev's gone. We can talk about him. What a dick. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. I just got to show you this. I got to show you this. Have you ever seen one of these? Yes, I have. Uh, uh, a hole on the end. Solid on this end, but it's all, it's all got holes in it, right? And it's, it's uh, hexagonal. You know what it is? Yep. Yeah, it's a smoker tube. Uh, isn't it amazing, I think they call it? Uh, something. It's a cold smoker. Oh. So what you do, well, you can use it for cold smoking. You can use, you can use it to add smoke on a regular grill also. So you could use it hot, you could use it cold. But the reason I got it was for cold smoking. And <laughs> listen to this. You fill it with pellets. So you fill it, fill it all the way with pellets, you light them, and then you just lay it in the grill on its side, cold grill, cold, grill's not on. You lay it in the grill, 
this is going to freaking blow your mind. Then you take whatever you want to smoke. Maybe it's sliced cheese. Maybe you want to pour some whiskey into a shallow uh, dish or pan and you put it in there with it and you let the smoke just roll over it. And then you get this most amazing smoky flavor <laughs> in whatever it is you want to smoke. And it could be absolutely anything. And there's, there's, there's recipes that come with this. I bought this on Amazon. Um, there's recipes that come with this. They give you all sorts of ideas. Mainly it's the amount of time, right? How thinly you slice the cheese or whatever the meat is you're using or whatever the other, you could do fruit, you could do vegetables. Um, and, or like you, like you want to do the chicken, you know, maybe you want to, you cook the chicken, you put it in there and you can just smoke it afterwards. Put a pie in there and smoke the pie before you eat it, whatever it is you want to do. Absolutely phenomenal. I can't wait. I can't freaking wait to, 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 to get somebody to try some of this stuff. It's just, it's mind, mind blowing. And this one it was like 10 bucks. And I mean, come on. I'm going to smoke a tuna sandwich. Right. I mean, you, anything, really, anything. So, all right. So, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a little, I'm a little jazzed over my pellet grill right now. So, there you go. That's all I got. I don't think I can match his enthusiasm. Sorry, <laughs> that's okay. Um, but I am pretty, pretty excited for this. Um, Kylie's first competition is this Sunday for her Ninja Warrior stuffs. Um, so th this is the beginning of her season. This is the real deal. Um, we're going down to Buffalo where, where it said a gym called build a machine fitness. Bamf. Um, and <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it's referred to in, in our, our little ninja world here. That's funny. Um, and, um, Do they even know, <laughs> I don't know. And I'm not going to be the guy to ask. Is anybody <laughs> colored blue there? Anybody, no. long oh, look at that. I'm looking Going for with Kirk. Knife. Yeah. Is there a Kirk here? <laughs> Most likely in a sport like that, I'm sure there's a Kurt. Yeah. But is it Kurt with a K? Right. There we go. Probably not. How high can he um, <laughs> But yeah, it's, I, I'm pretty jazzed. It's a, uh, I mean, because, you know, COVID protocols, we can't bring a million people. So it's just her and I going down for it. Uh, it's going to be a really cool time. Thankfully, um, her division doesn't start until like two in the afternoon. So we don't have to leave at the ass crack of dawn to get to Buffalo and get her registered and everything. Um, but I'm psyched. She's psyched probably until she opens those doors and sees what it's really like. And then we're probably both going to shit ourselves um gonna try and record the whole thing if, if they'll let me close enough to get it so maybe i'll throw that up on the geek pod page for everyone to see um but i mean this this is what a year and a half worth of hard work for her that will actually get to run a full course so this is awesome. exciting awesome. Uh, i mean not we that there will be no running for me uh not until we finally nail this down for us to go and do this ourselves um no, no running yeah <laughs> like jogging first walking <laughs> or like prancing sitting in a chair watching and drinking a beer more like 
It makes me wonder if they'll let us bring alcohol in when we do this. Well, we'll find out. I guess I'll have, we'll well, have a water bottle. Yes. <laughs> as long as they're solid, they, they really won't know until they get near us. It's right by Wild Wings. I mean, seriously. Very true. Very true. Go and the, the actual the beer start branching out is two doors down. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, that's what's got me excited. I'm I, I can't wait. I'm 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 excited for her to do this. Um, but yeah, that's about it, uh, guys. What uh, what what are we playing here? Now I can get geeked. Now my wife says to me uh, a few days ago, she goes, "We're gonna start dieting in October," and I'm like, "Oh fuck." Not again. Here we go. Up and down, up and down. Uh, and she's like, well, we need to figure something out, though, because we can't ever exercise. And I start mulling it around and I come back around to an idea that I've had multiple times and I finally pulled the trigger. And I'm just going to show you the box of what arrived today at my house. Nice. Oh, uh, it disappeared on us. Oculus. But it's an Oculus. Quest 2. Now, I got to tell you, I, a lot of people have complained about these because they say, oh, you got to sign on to Facebook. And, you know, if, if, you're fa- if you get banned, then your machine stops working, which is kind of some bullshit. But here's the thing. I mean, unless you're saying the Holocaust didn't happen or Hitler did nothing wrong. I mean, I don't know how you get banned on Facebook. I don't even post shit on there. Now, there are people that post everything from, you know, every single little thing they do, including taking a shit. Maybe if you're that verbose, there's a chance something could happen. There you go, Kev. But I, I don't even post on Facebook anymore. I don't care. Uh, so I haven't had a chance to play around with it a whole lot. You notice I'm, I'm sans glasses tonight because I had to throw in contacts. I'm going to get some lenses for it. But uh, I got it so that we could start um, do exercising virtually. Um, you know, there, there's stuff like Beat Saber, but there's Supernatural, which is a, a very popular um, uh, oh, fitness not, program. Well, oh, really not, not that Supernatural? No. Oh, because really I was going to say, Corbs would say he yeah. would play it, but he probably would never get around He never would. Uh, but and it's, it's there's most of them have subscriptions involved, but that's that's fine. Um, my my plan it was to get this and see how we take to it because I mean I have the PSVR, but you know what I never play it because it's such a pain in the ass to set up. My new entertainment center I can't put the camera on top of the TV, so I have to put it above or below. Cannot get things to work right, and I just got so frustrated with it. Um, this is as easy as picking up your phone and playing. I mean, once you you have everything set up, you've downloaded your games. I mean, you turn it on, you throw it on, boom, you're there. It has hand tracking now. You can set the controllers down. And in some games and in the interface, you're just moving your hands and it's oh, mo- wow. showing hands to I mean, it's It's amazing. Um, really excited about this. My plan was to buy this one, uh, have my wife go, yes, this is a good idea picking up a second one relatively quickly um yeah i have a gamestop card and it had a zero balance might as well do some damage uh but my my thought is that you know if we both have one of these you know we can exercise together i mean you can play beat saber uh together you can do a lot of stuff with other people who are who have oculus accounts uh i know it's not going to be as impactful as a real workout at the gym but it's going to be a lot more impactful than sitting on my ass eating cookies and watching caribbean life on discovery plus when i could be exercising so uh I, and along with that i get to play cool stuff like vader immortal and the climb right. and uh i'm i'm really excited about this in fact i don't even want to be here right now i want to be playing that but 
for the third week in a row, there's something that I could be doing that's actually more interesting than this. And then that, that doesn't happen too often. So it's kind of weird. So if we come back, so if you see him later on and he's got the Oculus glasses on, you know. Right. <laughs> I, thought, I thought about that, but, you know, she might actually want to play it. So I left right. it out there. Nice. But that's what I'm playing. That's, that's cool. cool. Very cool. I'm envious. I was I was checking them out recently, too, but I can't get the okay to pull the trigger on a purchase like that. Just do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, dude, here's the thing. It's 300 bucks. Okay. Um, that's not an unsubstantial amount of money, but you probably spend close to that on groceries every week. Um, Especially you know, in my house. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I look at this is what I do. I mean, usually if I want to make a big purchase like that, usually I do it on my PayPal card, but um, I mean, we get paid twice a month, twice a month. I throw a hundred bucks at, at whatever the big purchase is. Uh, within two or three months, I'm back down to where I was. Nice. Um, so I, it, it's if, if now if we were talking, you know, something bigger, like we're talking about getting a hot tub, that's a whole different story. But for little toys like this, I, I don't think it's 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 not that far out of the realm of possibility. Uh, it's probably easier for me because you know we we don't go out, I don't get coffee, don't have to buy lunch, things like that. Whereas uh, a lot of people have those expenses. Breakfast pizza that'll get you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Nice. Well, and, and also I Christmas is coming pizza. up. Yeah, me too. Why don't you make some yourself? You can smoke it, <laughs> dude. We do we do pizzas on the grill. Nice. Um, <laughs> Corbs, are you playing anything other than fucking golf? No, no. All right. I still haven't finished. I, I still haven't finished the holes either. So you're not going to. This is going to be an ongoing thing. It is. Um. Now I. I did, and I've already ruined this for Hugh. Um, I did pick up a game. Um, I, I, I picked up WWE 2K19. Picked it up Sunday. Um, I, I was sitting at Kylie's um, competition, Ninja Jam, where it's basically a two-hour open play for them to go hang out, goof off. Um, decided to do a little checking. Um, GameStop had a, a used copy in stock, so I went out, got in the vehicle, and um, drove to Auburn to pick it up. And... Uh, Got to got to fire it up last night for real. Started the uh, the career mode. Um, my guy's a fuck up. Clearly, uh, if you've went through the career mode on this at all, you know what I'm talking about. I don't yeah. want to give it away in case anyone else wants to do it. But basically, it looks like things are going well for you, and then they're not. <laughs> uh, but it's pretty cool. I just realized how to do the face scan stuff, so I'm I'm looking at that. Um, next week, I'll probably get a picture of um, Geekpod Paul and. Uh, in in the the wwe universe and you still have the picture of me so if you want to yes we'll we'll throw them together yes uh but so far it's pretty cool i understand what you're talking about now with the the pinfall thing that's really weird not my favorite thing in the world um not even a little bit but i'm still getting the hang of it but i like i said i only got like an hour to play last night um and again I, i was just like you hugh i could be playing that instead of being here but (laughs) no there's after we're done with the show uh but i'm digging it um definitely glad i bought the the 19 instead of the 20 i was reading up on that that doesn't sound like it's a good time that that's a a whole buggy mess apparently i it depends some people have no issues with it it's weird it you know nobody really knows what the problem is the big thing is is if you use a lot of created characters that's where you have issues and i would because that's gonna be my thing is messing around making characters Yeah. yeah Um, now Kev, do you have any, uh, games you're playing or 
or, nothing or, new, nothing okay. new, nothing different. Um, I haven't really. I I downloaded a tower defense game today. Nice. Yeah, not really. Not that no. Okay. Well, in that case, then I think it's time for Kev's tabletop review. And today's uh, or tonight's tabletop review is the uh, newly released. Well, not that new. It's 2020 uh, released uh, Dune Imperium. Uh, I picked this game. It's, it's another one that I haven't yet played. I would like to uh, I would like to check it out uh, based on the uh, the um, were, they, were they novelettes were they. Um, it's a short series, uh, Dune, the original, original books. I, uh, hold on a second. I can tell you exactly what this says. Um, game that finds inspiration in elements and characters from the Dune legacy, both the new film from Legendary Pictures and the seminal literary series. I guess that's what I was trying to remember. I, I blew the hell remember. Who can ever remember seminal? I mean, we never well, use that for anything. Uh, 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 from Frank Herbert, Brian Herbert, and Kevin J. Anderson. As a leader of one of the great houses of Landstrad, uh, raise the banner and marshal your forces and spies. War is coming, and at the center of the conflict is Ericus, Dune, the desert planet. So very cool-looking gameplay. Um, the A uh, lot of strategy involved. Um, there's a card aspect to it. There's a you know, like, like most board games, there's a, there's a card aspect to it. There's a uh, multiple playing pieces that all have a, a very significant meaning. Um, some of the images on Board Game Geek actually show some miniatures. I don't believe they come with the game. They may be, um, and, I, and I haven't looked into this. They may, they may be somebody, something somebody created themselves, or they may be add-ons that you can buy um, either through the game manufacturer or through another channel. Um, I haven't looked into that. I'm sorry. But if you look on BoardGameGeek.com and you look for Dune Imperium, you'll see what I mean. Um, this is one of their, um, on BoardGameGeek, it's one of their top 20 games right now. Um, I believe it's number four on their list. I'm not really sure how those lists rank. Um, but it uh, has a difficulty. Let's see. What, is it, what does it say? One to four players, 60 to 120 minute playtime, ages 14 and up. Uh, weight, uh, which is the difficulty scale is 2.95 out of 5, and that's a complexity rating. And then, again, go on to BoardGameGeek.com and, and take a look at what, the, what they mean by the complexity rating, and you'll get a better feel for um, whether or not it's something you really want to tackle. Again, um, you know, as I said before, I typically look for games when, you know, in, in my mixed crowd uh, group that I have, um, I, I typically look for games in the, you know, 1.5 to maybe 2, 2.5, range or, or less, less than 2.5. Actually, I don't think I've actually played a game that high of a complexity rating um, with my wife. Um, it, it's just a matter of if it's, it, it's got to be relatively simple to get into so that we can play it quickly and, and you know, get into it quickly and, and finish in a relatively uh, decent amount of time. Um, very, very interesting game. And uh, I would suggest uh, if, you're, if you're interested in something if you're interested in the movie, interested in the book series, this looks like something that might actually carry that uh, 
carry that theme onto your dining room table and uh, allow you to kind of live the live the whole dune uh, uh, environment a little bit in your home. Nice. Yeah. Very, very cool. All right. Well, I think that's a good time to uh, kick it to commercial break and we'll come back and uh, head right into the news. Stick with us, guys. new comic on the shelf or a key back issue to complete your run how about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for come to collectibles galore located in north syracuse with ample off-street parking collectibles galore has a huge selection of comics toys and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else comics galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection new customers get 15 percent off their first purchase in store collectibles galore for all of your pop culture needs Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics. wrap your head around what Elon Musk means by challenges with space toilets, here's the news. First up, did he really just say that? Daniel Craig came out this week and said he doesn't think a woman should play James Bond. He followed that with, there should be, simply be better parts for women and actors of color. Why should a woman play James Bond when there should be just as parts just as good as James Bond, but for a woman? Somehow, for the first time ever, the internet did not break. Most of the comment sections agreed with him, and no cancel campaign has begun. Uh, did I Mandela effect shift again? Aren't we supposed to hate him now? I'm confused. Next up, that did mage well. Despite the news item from a few weeks ago saying that you should let Ric Flair do what he wants, apparently that is already the case. Vice TV's Dark Side of the Ring did a program last week on the infamous plane ride from hell. During this trip, Flair is said to have cornered a stewardess while naked and made her touch his penis. Now, there's a lot more to digest uh, in, in this story. Lots of bad stuff happened uh, on that. And then I, I don't know if we're going to touch on it later because I know Corbs watched, watches the show, so I, I don't want to go too deep. But um, right now, Rick Flair is fighting the court of public opinion. You know, his car shield campaign has been suspended. Uh, he's denied the, the claim, but it looks to me like this might just level Space Mountain. 
And finally, look who's Bakula. Scott Bakula said this week there are very significant conversations being had about the reboot slash revival of Quantum Leap. Now, you know, he 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 did go into you know a little bit of detail, not a lot. Uh, he did say that you know it's, it's just preliminary talks. He doesn't really know who's going to be involved, whether it's going to be a continuation or a reboot. I just want to throw something out there for the producers of the show. I suggest they try finishing the original series first. I think that's a great fucking place to start. And that's the news, kids. Now, remember, if I say you should get vaccinated, I mean you should get vaccinated. Makes sense, right? Everybody understands what I just said when I say you should get vaccinated. Guys, guys. Yeah. Sure. All right. A Breitbart writer claimed this week that the organized left is using reverse psychology to trick Trump supporters into not getting vaccinated. So they say Democrats are tricking them into not getting vaccinated by telling them to get vaccinated because they want them all to die. Now, I quote the, the writer here. If I wanted to use reverse psychology to convince people not to get a life saving vaccination, I would do exactly what Howard Stern and the left are doing. John Nolte wrote, I would bully and taunt and mock and ridicule you for not getting the vaccine, knowing that the human response would be, hey, fuck you. I'm never getting vaccinated. And why is that a perfectly human response? Because no one ever wants to feel at, like they are being bullied, ridiculed, mocked or pushed into doing anything. End quote. So they basically think the left is trying to convince the right that they can own the libs by not getting vaccinated. But if they had got vaccinated to begin with, this would all be over. And no one would be mocking them out of frustration for dragging this issue out further than a first-year drama student with an eight ball locked in a bathroom with Lin-Manuel Miranda. Now, that's enough stupid for one week, I think. Paul? In other news, the least used letter in the English alphabet is Q. Back to you, Corbs. I got to ask a question. I'm yes. sorry, Corbs. I got to ask fine. a question. How can Scott Bakula go from NCIS New, New Orleans. Orleans back into Quantum Leap? How does he do that? You just can't do that. Why can't he do that? No. it's He's not the same guy anymore. Wasn't he also a Starship captain? He, he was. was. He was. Okay. I, I, he's I, an actor. He can be anyone he wants. Paul, Kev, do you do you know uh, what actors do? Listen, they, this they is the same, it's the same conversation we've had before. There are some actors who are who they are regardless of what they play. Scott Bakula is kind of he's he's this old guy that is kind of quirky, and that's who he is. And he's I don't think he's that quantum leap guy anymore. Well, I mean, they, they, if they want to have it be some sort of continuation, he may not be like, like it was before, you know, it might not be Sam Beckett jumping around. He may just be involved. I mean, that's what we do with a lot of these reboots. That could be kind of cool. I, I mean, I, I think they, I, I think that they, first of all, there is absolutely no reason to completely start it over. I mean, just based on the concept of the show, <gasps> it doesn't need to be started over. Um, all they need to do is find a way to continue it. I got yeah. it. Okay. NCIS LA was just Sam Beckett inhabiting this guy. Wait, wasn't it? Um, or I thought it was Orleans. It was New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans. Yeah. New Orleans. Well, I said LA. Yeah. I'm sorry. I said that is brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. I'm a genius. All right, you, you can are. have a corpse. I'm sorry. <laughs> so confused. Oh my god! Oh, you guys are killing me today. 
<laughs> All right, so I guess uh, I guess it's my turn, right? It's your turn to do the <laughs> classic movie review. All right, so today we're going to do uh, a movie that I really enjoy. It's called Dazed and Confused. All right, so it's May 28th, 1976. It's the last day of the academic year at Lee High School. Many of the kids are skipping, skipping class, smoking weed, thinking about the big keg party for the senior students at Kevin Pickford's house tonight. As his unwitting, unwitting parents are going away for the evening. High on the mind of star football quarterback Randall Pink Floyd is the pledge that coach wants all the returning players to sign, vowing that they won't do drugs, drink during the summer break so that they do not jeopardize their upcoming championship season. Pink is the only player who has yet to sign. He is in he he who is contemplating not if only because he feels it would impinge upon his individual rights. Today is also the traditional hazing day where seniors traumatize the freshmen. <laughs> Most all the freshmen, Mitch Kramer is the, high, the biggest target, if only because of his not-so-innocent request by, by his popular upper-class sister, Jody, to her male classmates. These thoughts and activities continued as the day turns into night, as the keg party does not end quite as planned. Although the perspectives may change as the activities progress. All right. Now I'm going to let you know. I just want you to take this into consideration. This is the cast that's in that movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jason London, Joey Lauren Adams, Mila Jovich, Roy Cochran, Adam Goldberg, Cole Hauser, Ben Affleck, Parker Posey, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, and I found out doing a little research today that Renee Zellweger is actually in this movie too. Yeah, she only only in it for for a brief second, but just think about all those actors that are in there: Joy Lauren Adams, Ben Affleck went on to star in Kevin Smith movies. Mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey is obviously the biggest actor to come out of that movie. Oh, I I have to. Well, yeah, he's big, but I'd say Mila is right up there. I mean, if you're talking to sci-fi fans. Well, if yeah, you're talking yeah. box office too, I mean, she may not have the the A list cred, but yeah. I mean, every single one of those Resident Evil movies made bank. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and who can forget Fifth Element? Come on. Oh yeah. Yeah, true. I've I mean, she's, she's she's up there. I mean, you got the between between her, uh, Ben Affleck, and Matthew Canada, those are the three biggest stars that come out of this movie. Um, mm-hmm. Matthew, oh. this, this was Matthew McConaughey's very first on screen talking part. No shit. Really? Yep. And I, I, I saw an interview with him today as I was doing some more research. <laughs> um, they actually asked him if his character in it, Waterson, was modeled after Jim Morrison. Of okay. the dogs. And it, it's actually not. It's actually modeled after his older brother. <laughs> who he looked up to and idolized. So that's who it's. That's who he um, formed the character in. 
was his older brother. That's who he thought his older brother was at the time. So nice. Yeah. Cool. Dude, I remember this movie. I remember it like I saw it yesterday. I saw it. I saw it about four hours ago. Yeah, I need I need to watch this again. I remember the cars. Oh my god, yeah. I remember this movie. Is it me or is McConaughey just a really weird motherfucker? Like yes. I, I think he's drunk 24-7, but he holds it and handles it like Frank Sinatra. So he comes off as all cool. I mean, there's like nobody on the planet like him <laughs> right now. So I mean it's 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 a weird movie. I mean, not a weird movie, it's a funny movie, you know. Um, it's basically American graffiti, but in the seventies. So it's you know it's it's kind of based around the same thing, um, but it's just it's a great. I, I enjoy the movie, as you guys obviously know. I, I watched it a couple hours ago. It was on. I've watched it like three times in the past four days. Wow, nice. So I, I, I I absolutely I, I don't know it's something about this movie. It's just in the line. Some of the lines in the movie, you know, are, are hysterical. Um, Matthew McConaughey's Matthew McCann- best line in the whole movie is, you know, that's what I like about high school girls. Get, high school girls, I get older, they stay the same age. So, He's probably still saying that. He probably does. <laughs> he probably does. And his uh, his catchphrase in the movie is, all right, all right, all right. It, from that far back? What? That's like his thing. He's done that for years. Yeah. He got that. He got that. He said he was talking with uh, Rich Linklater. This is the interview I, I listened to today. He was talking to a, uh, when he came out of the trailer after getting makeup and wardrobe and all that stuff. They kind of wanted to talk about his character. He said, okay, well, you know, give me like 20 minutes. And he went for a walk and came back. And they, you know, spitballed it again. And he decided that this is what he was going to do. And the guy's like, and uh, Rich Lombardi said, all right, let's go ahead and film the scene. So it's the f- scene where he pulls up in the car at the top notch and he talks to the redhead in the other car. And he was kind of figuring out, well, what is Wooderson all about? It's about, you know, cars, women, smoking weed and drinking. And he was listening to the doors as he was in the car as they were driving on the thing and he in one of the songs that uh jim morrison says right in the middle of between two songs he's he says all right all right all right four times he says so he pulled up in the car and the director said so he's trying to figure out what do i say you know how do i start this off or whatever and as he was thinking as he's pulling up the director goes start and he, he said all right all right all right and that was it that was his wow. catchphrase for the whole thing because never thought about it until as I was right pulling there. up. So, and you know, wow. you're right. He uses it all the time now. Yeah, it's kind of his thing. That and yeah. naked bongos. <laughs> so, yeah, again, uh, I, I'm not going to give it any, any stars because you guys all know I like the movie. So, um, Wait, you like it so much that you give it zero stars? 250 million? I don't know. Again, I watch it when it's on. I watch it every time it's on. I try to, matter of fact, I try to find out when it's on sometimes. Maybe we we need to like help Corbs and explain what the fifth star and a five star rating means. Because I think that covers it. I I could be wrong, but that's my understanding. (laughs) So, yeah, it's a great, like I said, it's a great movie. I, I watch it whenever it's on. I still quote it, you know, to this day. You know, so. I got All right. 
Great, great movie. God, I got to see this again. All right. That's the problem. Now we go back and hunt these movies back down. Yeah. I don't. Um, None of them. <laughs> Most of them I haven't even seen once. So. Well, you know who did see this? Roger, Roger Ebert. Ebert. And he gives it three stars. Um, also, an in, interesting note. I, I told you guys this off mic. Uh, we might as well tell everybody. Um, to the day when this episode comes out, this movie was released on September 24th, 1993. That is 28 years ago to the day today. So that was just a really cool, happy accident, unless you planned that, Corbs. I did not. You had a chance, man. I didn't plan it. I know. That's how I roll. (laughs) Well, our good buddy, Roger Ebert, this is how he rolls about this movie. He says, The years between 13 and 18 are among the most agonizing in a lifetime. Yet we remember them with a nostalgia that blocks out much of the pain. This is a truth well understood by Dazed and Confused, Richard Linkletter's film about the last day of school and the long night that follows it. The film is art crossed with anthropology. It tells the painful underside of American graffiti. In a small town, classes let out for the summer and upperclassmen go looking for next year's new high school students so they can paddle them. An initiation inspired, I guess, by high school fraternities. We follow a large number of teenagers, boys and girls, popular and not, good and troubled, as they drive aimlessly around town, drink beer, hang out, trade adolescent life truths, lust, experiment with sex, fight, and in general, try to invest their passage into adulthood with a significance it does not seem to have. If I ever say these were the best years of my life, one of the kids says, remind me to kill myself. Linklater does not impose a plot on his material. Dazed and Confused, the title comes from a song, is not about whether the hero gets the girl or the nerd loses the virginity or the bully gets beaten up. It doesn't end in a tragic car crash, although it does end in some quiet moments of truth, which are not pressed too hard. The film's real inspiration, I think, is to depict some high school kids from the 1970s with such unblinking attention that we will realize how romanticized most movie teenagers are. A lot of these kids are asking, with Peggy Lee, is that all there is? Linklater's style is to introduce some characters, linger with them for a while, and then move on to different characters eventually circling back so that all the stories get told simultaneously his previous film slacker from 1991 applied a more extreme version of this style to a large group of characters in austin texas the film would follow one character then veer off to follow another so that we got glimpses of many lives here in addition to limiting his characters and following through on their stories he quietly introduces an observation It is always the case in any group of males, students, fraternity brothers, military men, businessmen, that the ones most zealous about male bonding rituals, especially those involving drinking and quasi-sexual initiations, are the most troubled. They secretly feel like outsiders. As their targets, they choose misfits who are too dumb or too smart, who are different in any way, who do not reflect the mediocrity of the crowd. The kids who enforce the system usually turn out to be losers and indeed part of their desperation, part of the reason they cling to status in teenage society, is they already feel themselves losing. The most pathetic character in Days and Confused is a graduate from a few years back in his 20s now who still hangs out with the kids because he senses that the status he had at 17 was his personal high point. This is a good film, but it would not cheer people up much at a high school reunion. 
he really doesn't even review the fucking movie. That was some pretty deep shit, though. Yes. And it's funny that he doesn't reference any of the characters by name. He, he, he basically summed up the human condition for uh, high school students mm. in small towns. Yeah. He says so much, but he never says if he really likes it. He gave it three stars. That means it's an awesome movie, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> for him? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for him to do that for a comedy? Yeah. He doesn't like many comedies. No. Um, interesting note that he brought up Slackers. Um, interesting to me, anyway, because that is the movie that inspired um, my good friend Kevin Smith to uh, start his career. Like, that that's the movie that made him want to make Clerks. So. Oh, boy. Yep. And look, he used some of the actors. <laughs> right. Why does it always come back to Kevin Smith? Are you surprised? Is that like the six degrees of Kevin Smith? There we go. <laughs> and hey, if Linklater would have used the other London brother, there would have been another uh, yeah. USU alum. But... Listen, all Kevin games were fun. I'm just here to tell you. <laughs> that's, that's true, Kevin. <laughs> um, all right. Um, so <laughs> He's done. In, in, in other... Other other news, Kevin. Did, didn't you want to discuss about, about some sighting this weekend, this past weekend? I didn't know you wanted to do it on the podcast. So, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, sure. I thought that, I thought that's what you meant when you said remind me to tell you. I was just going to tell the guys where I saw your mother over the weekend. Yes, and this isn't a weird mom joke. He he really <laughs> did run into my mom over the weekend. <laughs> it could be a weird mom joke. It all depends on how I put it. No, no. Uh, we were up to the uh, Lowville Cream Cheese Festival. My wife and I went up there, and uh, you know, had to had to go up see what was going on. And they had didn't have it last year, you know, with everything else going on, or didn't go on, I should say. Um, you know, we like to go around to different crafts tables and stuff. And then, you know, obviously you got the the food the food tents and stuff going on, and you know, you support your your local businesses. And here's uh, here's Tug Hill Wines. You know, the, the, the new winery up on Tug Hill, uh, they've got a booth, you know, the whole easy up and everything. And there's these three ladies standing there ordering a case of wine. And one of them looks awful familiar. She turns around, looks right at my wife and goes, weren't you with my son's party? Yep. So I, I, I don't know how long in between, but I got a text message saying, um, just ran into your mom. And that's when I asked him, you know, where in Lowville did you run into her? Because I knew they yeah. were camping for the weekend. So, yeah. Um, she uh, she called me on Sunday and said, you're never going to believe this. I said, Kevin already read it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it sounds like everybody had a good time, though. Um, I was a little concerned when Kevin told me that mom was buying wine, you know, by the case. But uh well, there were three. There were three ladies, and they were they were they had tasted all the wine that they had there, and they decided they, they wanted did. to buy a wanted to buy a whole case. So I'm I'm I think I've had the Tug Hill Winery wines before. I've at least at least sampled them, so I know they've got some pretty good ones. So nice. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that they uh, decided to 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 spend some money with their local business. So, oh, good. At least it was with, with a local business. Nothing wrong with that. All right. Uh, unless we have anything else to touch on, I think we're going to throw it to commercial and come back and wrap this thing up. 
All right. Once again, stick with us, guys. We'll be right back. hottest new comic on the shelf or a key back issue to complete your run how about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for come to collectibles galore located in north syracuse with ample off-street parking collectibles galore has a huge selection of comics toys and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else comics galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics. back i hope there's nothing else in my house now <laughs> all right so guys what do you what are you watching these days um you know what Let, let's start right off with our weeklies okay. uh, let's let's start with um star girl <sighs> yeah for the big, eh. oh, technically last week would have been the big episode, huh? Yeah, yeah, and it was kind of like, eh, you know, I mean, it wasn't bad. Uh, I mean, this this show is not like Emmy material, like everything else on broadcast TV, apparently. Uh, but <laughs> it it certainly, it, it didn't, it, I don't know. I, I, I just wasn't overjoyed. I watched it today. Um, it was fine. It was a filler episode. Kind of hard to do that when you have such a short season, but it was a filler episode. Definitely. Just kind of teenage angsty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, moving on. I don't know. Um, and I am completely caught up from, you know, being out of town for three days last week and not being able to watch anything. I've caught up on everything. Uh, but Walking Dead. Now, now I know what you're talking about when you said the Daryl episode. So... Yep. Holy shit. It was a face I wasn't expecting to see again. Yeah. Um, I guess I should have expected it when you spend that much time with one character in an episode that she's going to pop back up somewhere. Well, Angela Kang said she was going to come back. Okay. I, I don't do all that other yeah. stuff. So I don't. You don't do Angela Kang? No. I've never had the opportunity. 
you know, I don't know if I would either. She's got some big ass teeth. I don't want to pick on people for their facial features, but man, I mean, she's just a, she's not a weird looking woman. Okay. I, I'm going to get so much crap for this. I'm not saying she's, she's not a beautiful woman or anything, but every time she comes on and she's got the huge, gigantic smile and all this white, I mean, you could like, those teeth could be like Texas or Oklahoma. There's so much white there. It's just huge. And I just, I, every time she comes on, my wife and I are both like, she is just a very odd looking woman. I've probably put both feet in my mouth. I'm sorry. That did not go as well as I'd hoped. <laughs> um, it's funny. You start and finish the night talking about teeth. Yeah. Maybe it was meant to be. I don't feel so bad anymore. It was by design. Yeah, he, he meant that. Perfect. I was surprised that she is a reaper. I'm not. I wasn't surprised. I really wasn't surprised. She uh, she seems maybe kind of like I wouldn't say a follower. She just seems like she's kind of in it for herself. She's trying to find anybody that will help her survive. But up to this point, though, we we've we've been kind of conditioned to believe that the Reapers are some bad mofos, you know, people that just come in and wipe people out and take whatever they want. We don't know that that's what happened with Maggie's group, but that's right. the way Maggie and her group portrayed them. Right. Right. So, I mean, we, for all we know, Maggie's group could have instigated it. Um, True. But up to this point, even what, what we've seen. Reapers are some bad mofos in to just, you know, kill a bunch of people for no other reason than they're walking on the walking on the wrong street. That's a that's a that's a tough group to be a part of. Not to mention the fact that your leader just you know stomped somebody's head into a fire. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And now, like, did I did I? put two and two together with it like do they seem to be mostly like a former military unit oh no they are yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the primary members are so gotcha. the, the leader and there's a few people including what's her name her Leah. name was Leah. Leah. Leah so there's a few members of the original um, well they're a bunch of mercenaries is what they ended mm -hmm. up being but they were spec ops um, you know they flew to strange places and yeah and and did things to people that they weren't supposed to and they when they came home they didn't have the ability to take real jobs so they became mercenaries so these are people uniquely uniquely capable of living at all costs right um so the fact that a group like this exists doesn't surprise me one bit um the fact that they've gone a little bit apocalypse now also doesn't surprise me one bit um that's exactly who I compare the leader to is that uh, the guy in the jungle there that, um, oh, what the hell was the main character? Hurts. Yeah. That they, they were sent to kill there. Um, you know, CIA that went, uh, went, um, went uh, native, but uh, it's exactly what it seemed to me. But I, I, I mean, be some bad people to mess yeah. with. You know what I didn't understand about their motivation, though, and I, maybe I just haven't gotten it, is uh, you understand the whispers. They're fucking crazy, mm -hmm. okay? Um, you understand, you know, Negan's people because they have a philosophy of, like, just going out and taking. With these Reapers, I, 
it, it doesn't feel the same as Negan. Right. It doesn't feel like they're going out for the same reasons. Like they could just as easily be like, hey, we're the badasses. We're going to help protect the settlements around here. Yeah. And people share stuff. It seems like they could. I, I guess I don't understand, like going back to Maggie's people walking down the road why they're so brutal, why, why they have to be like that. I mean, clearly nobody can fuck with them. They have plenty of resources. Um, yeah, I didn't get that either. I mean, you're right. Why, why just attack random people? So I, I have a feeling they recognize Maggie in that instance at night. Mm. And, or maybe not, but maybe, you know, maybe they've marked their territory in such a way as that they felt other people should know. I, I'm with you though, Hugh. I mean, at this point in the game, we're you know how many years down the road of you know being in this in this environment, and people are convinced that other people are just bad from the very beginning. Um, and I think that I think that I think we're seeing on on their group the exact same thing we're seeing in our Alexandria group. You assume the worst until you can prove the best. Although mm-hmm. they're a lot more violent when they and it doesn't the look worst. Like they're not looking to prove the best. They're assuming the yeah. worst, and then everyone's dead. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, and that's and that, and that's you know, isn't that? It's kind of like um, when you have uh, when you have a you know psycho um, you know guided by God individual. There are no, there is nobody else that can you know meet your 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 ideals you know you're it's just you know why is nobody going like hey those people over there who's uh you know uh their entire uh, town got wrecked we should bring them in because we need to make babies you know i mean oh yeah that's that's exactly right yeah there are so many things that these groups could be doing uh you know because mankind is on the precipice you know, it just it, it always surprises me that you know nobody thinks of that. Most well, the yin and the yang, right? You've got Commonwealth on one side, and you've got the Reapers on the other. Yeah, yeah, and the Commonwealth. Oh, it it, uh, it looks like Eugene done fucked up. You know what's funny is I had to read online afterwards. I did I did not pick this up from the the episode, but the what, what's his girlfriend's name? The girl he likes Stephanie. 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 The Stephanie that he's walking around with is not Stephanie. She's an imposter. Did you guys catch that? No. no. I the, thought the, that. Girl, the girl with the ice cream at the ice cream shop or stop. That was Stephanie. The the Commonwealth what? picked up they they picked up his story when he told them about it and they sent in a fake Stephanie to learn more about him. And apparently we were supposed to get that. And How? I did I totally I, because of the way she reacted when he said, do they have Rocky Road? Because I guess that was something they talked about. Oh, wait about a minute, wait a minute. Radio. The girl that was picking up the ice cream or the girl that was yes. serving? Yeah, the, yeah, the, 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 the black girl, right? Yeah, the girl that was picking it up. Yeah, she was, yeah, she, she gave her like the, it was like the tray of ice cream cone. Yeah, they're picking I, up I thought, See, now, she, you say that now, I had a feeling that she wasn't the real Stephanie when, when they first were, when they first met. And I thought that that was the girl because she kind of looked at him, stared at him a little bit like, you know, you should know who I am, and then kind of walked away. She didn't say anything to him because I think she, I think wow. she he would have picked up the voice. How know her radio though, Hugh? How do how do you know that what you were being told is true? 
Uh, multiple sources, dude. I just, just look how do they know though? How do they know for a fact? I want to know this for a fact. I, 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 you I, know, it's not that I don't believe you. I do. I want to believe you. I just want to know that it's a fact. I, that's what the internet says. It makes perfect sense though. It makes perfect sense that she's a plant, and I, it makes perfect sense. And and the fact that she's she's a cute little you know white girl you know and he's a white guy you know the whole the whole it's perfect you know it's a perfect little you know she's a kind of a geeky little girl. So the, the fact that she's a plant, not even a little bit surprising. Not even a little bit surprising. Huh. And I think that's the reason why they didn't, they're not going to charge them with anything. Like they were going to go in there. They were going to be sentenced and sent off in the middle of nowhere. Because aren't these the guys that are looking for the alphas? Aren't, isn't Commonwealth the one that took Rick? Uh, I, I know. That's a different no, group. That's the, the three circles there. Yeah. So who are they? World Beyond? No. No, no, no. No, they're, World Fear. They're, they're, both both shows. Yeah. 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 No, they have they have a name. It's a and, and they do. Uh, You're right. I can't uh, the, the group, the community is called something. Yeah. But I'm not saying that they don't have some connection to the Commonwealth, but so far in show, there's no okay. evidence that they are the Commonwealth. But I have to imagine with the resources they have, they, you know, they know each other. They're big dogs. Right. Well, they have similar weaponry. It's not exactly the same, but it's very similar. Yep. You know, rifles with uh, bayonets on them. I mean, the... the, the no, it groups. could turn out they're the same. I just, I, I, I don't recall seeing a direct connection between the two yet. But that would, I mean, that, that would easily explain why they're interested in Eugene's group, because obviously the Eugene's group has some intelligence. You know, they had the ability to create radios. They had the ability to create a, 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 um, a community. So the fact that they would want to bring them in or know more about them, I could see that. Or wipe that's them a, out. Well, I don't think that's the Commonwealth's goal. I think the Commonwealth is exactly who you were talking about before. They're the people that want to bring people in that are the right people. Yes. Yeah, right? To grow, to grow the world back to the way it was. Um, you know, the opposite. I don't know about, don't know about that because what about um, is it Yumiko, her brother? Yeah, well, right. No, well, <laughs> the, whoever's image of the way the world, you know, should right. be brought back to, right? No, I'm definitely with you there because it's a very, very weird, yeah. Because he, a, I mean, he obviously he's a um, he's a surgeon and he's working at a bakery. So yeah. why, why doesn't he want yeah. them to know he's and he and when she started talking about it, he he shut her down right away. It was like, no, don't don't I was trying to don't run people's lives. Well well, maybe it's just because he really does want to be a baker. And if they find out he's a surgeon, they'll make him be a surgeon. Right. But that's see, that makes me believe that it's the same group because these alphas, they all disappear, they all go somewhere. You know, the people that are the brightest mm-hmm. and the smartest and the most capable of rebuilding society. They take them to, you know, if, if we're, if Commonwealth that we're seeing is, you know, um, happy village, maybe there's a city somewhere that has, you know, all the smart people and they're building, you know, golden temples or something. I don't know. Maybe in Ithaca. You know, it'd be nice if we could find some of this out, but I, I have a feeling that going into the rest of this final season, shit's probably going to be kind of a mess. Because we're we're past the point where I mean, why even make the Rick Grimes movie now? Uh, do you even care? I don't, I don't. care. 
No. It's they they if they had done it like they said they would, it would have been fucking awesome. Now I don't see how you bring him back for the end of the show, but still do the movies. The, the way it needed to end was him do his movies, and either he dies there or he comes back for the the last episode of the show. Uh, unless they extend, you know, use Daryl and Carol's show and maybe some other spinoffs, and then there's kind of like a second epilogue to the main show at some yeah. point. Uh, but I mean, I kind of feel like, you know, if, if you're not going to kill off Rick when you had the chance, you kind of have to end all of it with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, just my, my two cents. Was Rick Grimes still alive when they ended the comic books? No, he, no. he died. He died in the final issue. Oh, in the final issue. So that no, 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 no. It was the issue before, wasn't it? No, no. He was shot once in the issue before he got shot two more times in the opening panels of the, the final issue. So then he was, because you were left going, how is he going to survive a, a gunshot to the chest? And then the, you open up the first, he's like, wait, it's like, oh, he's not surviving that. <laughs> it's- oh, I thought that the last issue, like, is when it opened up with Carl finding him as a zombie. Well, well I, no, no, that, okay. that happened later in the issue. It doesn't, okay. it doesn't open you. with that. No, they That's, left it on the cliffhanger. I mean, it really looks like he's going to die, but I mean, come on, he's been shot and stabbed and his hand cut off. I mean, you don't think Rick Grimes is going to die. It was a shock. Right. Yeah. yeah I, I, I but, haven't read the comic books. I just heard that it, it ended the way it started. They, they can't even do that story anymore though, because nope. now the, the only character that maybe you could pull that off with is you have to have, um, Judith survived to the end. She has to kill somebody she cares about, but uh, I don't know if Denai Guerrero is going to be around to play Michonne. Okay, you're not killing uh, uh, Rick because he still has to make these movies they haven't started filming yet. You could try to replace Daryl or Carol in there, but now you can't because they got their own show coming afterwards. Oh, there's, no, bro- there's nobody to go with the original end that's going to have the impact it did. The impact was Carl ended up having to kill his dad and then skip ahead 15, 10, 15 years, and there he is with his wife and his daughter, and he's telling her the story of his dad and how he you know, changed the world and helped get us back on, on the right path. You know, He's a hero now. I don't see how they can do that. They've written themselves into a point where there's no way they can use even a bastardation of that story because all the characters are taken up. What if right. she kills her brother? What? What if she kills her brother? Her, but her brother has no impact. I mean, he, he's a freaking toddler. No, I know, but I mean, you said it's got to be somebody she cares about. I mean, well, yeah, but it's got to be somebody cares, that uh, that had an impact that the show cares about. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, that that's why it works so well in the comics. You know, your, your main character dies and then it closes with a, a flash forward. I mean, he's reading from a book, the story of Rick Grimes. Like, they publish books about his dad. Nice. And he's reading it to her because she never got to meet him. I don't think, no nobody can die right now that they would write books about in the Commonwealth 15 years from now. Hmm. Yeah, they're, they're in kind of a quandary with that. They just have to oh. have their own ending, unfortunately. Yeah. Is it, isn't that one of the reasons Kirkman sued uh, AMC? Because of how they how badly they changed the story and how they basically no. wrote, him, wrote him out of it? No, it, it was all about royalties, about gaming the book so it looked like the show wasn't profitable. Had n- nothing to do with it. It's the same, the same thing that um, uh, Darabont, Darabont sued him for. Like and when he won, everyone else started doing their oh. their uh, lawsuits as well. But yeah, no, nothing oh. to do with the story. Oh, so what about Maggie and uh, Negan? 
That's going about as as I expected. Um, I was just I groaned when he's like, "Yeah, we we gotta leave," and she looks like she's considering maybe he's right, and then they fucking the door show opens. Up of all yeah. times. I'm like, oh. yeah. And I thought for a second that they, <laughs> this is weird, but they might like kiss. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. Yeah, I, I hope they don't go oh. that direction. That's, yeah. that's oh. way too. I don't, don't want to go that direction either, but it it, it oh. seemed like that palpable tension was there. Oh, yeah. I I don't think you're gonna be seeing that. Oh, I don't either, but I'm just saying. <laughs> oh. And then, you know, you've got what happened at uh, Hilltop. Yes. Yeah. The, we, when we find out there's a cell of uh, whisperers in hiding there. As far as we know, they're in hiding. Yeah. So. Those people are just confused. They just don't, they don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that playing out much farther than it did. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad. Um, Connie's coming back. The hell's her? What's the actress's name? Um, I don't know. I don't know. She's gonna be in the Eternal. She's awesome. She's an awesome. That's why she hasn't been. That's why she hasn't been around. She's Mm. filming that. Let me. Let me tell you, because I I'm a week forward in time from you guys. The next episode is fucking awesome, and it's it's straight up OG horror. Haunted House, original Resident Evil 1, the game, not the movie type horror. And it's awesome. not all zombies. Cool. It's cool. fucking awesome. Good. I'm looking forward to that. So Good. what you're telling me is Kristen's going to watch it like this? I probably, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's re- it's probably, I think, one of the best bottle episodes they've done. I mean, it's not all bottle. They, they touch on the other stories. But that one particular story concerning Connie, holy crap. Not nice. something I'd ever see on this show. Uh, and they, they could do an entire movie based on just that part of that episode. Sweet. Awesome. Looking forward to that one. Yep. Yep. Looking forward to that. All right. Um, let's move on. Um, do, do we want to skip over what if since we know not everybody's gotten to watch it? You can go ahead and do it. I don't care. Is it worth talking about? I mean, it was an okay episode, but it was just fun. It was nice yeah. that it was a lighthearted episode after the few dark ones we we just got. Like it, it was, it was definitely more of a jokey episode. It was, it was a good time. And it was it basically like it's, it was a refresher after the intense ones we've gotten for the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, and uh, Thor was a lot of fun in it. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely not integral to anything, but it was, it was a good time. And, I will tell you though, man, did they get Brie Larson's facial expressions right or yes. what? Yes. Yeah. Even though it, she, Captain she Marvel do, factors quite a yeah. bit in this one. Yeah. Even though she didn't do the voice, I was yeah. just like watching the animation. I mean, all these are really good at capturing the the faces, with the exception of Jeff Goldblum in this episode. They did yes. a really good job there. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was just like, holy crap! Like, did they mocap her and have her act this? <laughs> yeah, that that was a big hit in my household too. That that sure. Captain Marvel was quite a bit, at, kind of a big deal in that one. So. Um, and finally in the weeklies is heels. All I got to say is I was so impressed that not only did Mick Foley show up, but that he changed his voice for the role. I saw that because I saw a clip from it today. Yeah, I, I was. I mean, that's not so he's not really an actor. 
So right. to see him change his voice to play this character, I thought was really neat and really, I, I it, it didn't take me out of it, but it was just, I don't know. I, it, my radar was like, what the, what? Oh, that's cool. And the fact that he was a podcaster. So yeah. 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 Former uh, wrestler. Former. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and just the, the bit that I saw really well done. Like the, the discussion he's having with Jack. Yeah. Um, and the, the big news that, that came out of heels this week, um, they released the first three episodes for free. You can find them on YouTube and a few other places. Apparently um, Stephen Amell went on Facebook live early in the week and was announcing that it was happening. Like, here you go. We're super, you know, proud of what we've done. So we want you to check these three out. Basically it's a hook is what it is. Here's yeah. the first three episodes, get hooked in it. Now you'll come pay for stars. <laughs> Don't blame them one bit. Um, I'm going to, by next week, I should come back and tell you I've watched all three episodes. So, and nice. then probably say that I've also subscribed to the stars app. So <laughs> I'll be caught up, but we'll see how that works out. Um, yeah. I get the impression that Mick Foley's character maybe was supposed to be Jim Cornette. Just like, oh, um, yeah, just like Wild Bill clearly is modeled after Ric Flair, especially with, with all the stuff from Dark Side of the Ring. That airplane scene brings a lot of <laughs> comparison to light now. Uh, but I, now I'm like looking at all of these characters they bring in and trying to figure out which real wrestlers they're modeled after. Yeah. Nice, it's funny you mentioned Dark Side of the Ring. I actually watched that episode. And that was that was what they teased when they first were coming out with season three was the plane ride from hell, the plane ride from hell. So I was like, so this was the very first episode of season three. They talked about this plane ride from uh, I guess from like England or whatever. Yeah, London. Yeah, it was like a, it was supposed to be a eight hour flight or something like that. They rented a a jumbo jet. Like a 757, but it was retrofitted. It had all first class seating. Oh, nice. So that, you know, nobody, so they had like first class seating, which is where like Jim Ross and and everybody, and apparently Vince McMahon, because he's now claiming he wasn't on the flight. Other people um, are claiming it for him too. Yeah. Jonathan so Coachman I, and a few I, other I, people. I, I doubt that he actually was on that flight. I'm pretty sure at that time he probably had his own plane yeah. that DX hadn't screwed up yet. So, but yeah, some of the stuff that happened on that plane, I mean, uh, I, I get it. I mean, it's like a fraternity and these guys treat it like a fraternity. I mean, they but rip it, on each other. Apparently they, uh, they roofied, they were roofing each other. Jesus. Um, Brock Lesnar and Kurt Henning got into a huge fight on a plane. They thought they were going to, they, no, they thought they were going to go through the side of the plane. Jesus. That's how and, hard they were slamming each other into the windows. and Yeah, and it was all about them bragging about who was a better amateur wrestler, right? No, it was about the fact that Kurt Henning put shaving cream on Brock Lesnar's head, according to the according to the TV, according to the Dark Side of the Ring. Like he, Kurt Henning apparently was a real big prankster. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of, Brock Lesnar had fallen asleep and they were ripped, they, so they put shaving cream on his head and like slapped him in the head or whatever. And he, they chased him around, and they chased him around a plane. It's not like you can go very far. Right. Um, but yeah, apparently, you know, uh, Xbox cut off, Xbox cut off Michael Hayes' ponytail. Mullet, yes. 
Yep. Um, because like uh, Hayes punched JBL. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, just ran, just walked up and punched him. Mm-hmm. Just for just for shits and giggles. Um, the big thing is was uh was the Rick Rick Flair apparently. Apparently his big <laughs> apparently his big thing is to don his robe and nothing else, <laughs> and come out of the uh, bathroom. And apparently he's rather well endowed. Or as Tommy Dreamer put it, he's got a hammer. Yeah. And he can twirl his hammer. If I had a hammer. Apparently. And apparently that's what he was doing. And apparently he cornered a stewardess and made her touch his hammer. So, I mean, obviously, you know, don't know how much of it is true and how much isn't. I mean, because you know, you weren't there, but I mean, from what I gathered, I mean, they drank. Apparently, a they lot. Yeah. Apparently, they emptied the cart of all the alcohol and drank it all before they got off the ground. So, look, three times they had to yeah. have a third liquor cart delivered. Yeah. Before Jesus. they got off the got off the ground, they because they, they were apparently getting ready to taxi and ended up sitting on the runway, either for for bad weather or something, for an additional like seven hours. And so they they started drinking on while they were on the ground and had to refill the cart twice. That's just not good. No. So yeah, it got it got apparently got pretty bad. So again. you know, I, I I kind of feel and this is gonna sound bad because you're not allowed to say this, but I, I'm gonna come out and say it anyway, because I, I don't care. I get why people are mad at Tommy Dreamer for defending Ric Flair, but I gotta tell you. The way I heard his comments were very simply, I, I, I'm friends with Rick. I've traveled the world with him. I don't think that he would do something like that. And I don't think that was his intention. I've never seen him be sexual. People are saying he was defending Ric Flair. And yes, he was. But, you know, it, you have to look at the words that are said. And in the context of what he's saying, I don't think he was saying Ric Flair wouldn't do that. She's lying. It sounded to me like he's saying what I know of Ric Flair. I find it really hard to believe that that that's what happened. Right. You know, now he did follow it up with if it it really happened, she shouldn't have taken the payoff and sued him. And that probably wasn't the best thing to follow it up with. But again, I mean, you can lend some legitimacy to that statement. Um, but, but yeah, I, I feel like should he have maybe gotten a little shit for it? Sure. I don't think he should have lost his job, you know, suspended Whoa, from impact dreamer. wrestling. Yeah. He got suspended from impact wrestling for his comments. I thought he him. chose to not come to the tapings. No, he got suspended. Oh, that's a different story. And, and I, I mean, I, I, that's maybe why I feel that I, should he have gotten some, some shit on Twitter? You know, maybe, okay, it wasn't exactly sensitive, but I don't think it was a lose-your-job kind of offense. Right. Because, I mean, there's a fine, that really fine line here, and I think they're taking it as he said it like this when he met it like this. He's real close to crossing that line, but I don't feel like he did. And I'm not, like, a, a huge Tommy Dreamer fan or a Ric <laughs> Flair fan. I'm not trying to defend them. It's just watching the show. That's how I interpreted it. And when I saw the next day that he had been suspended, I was like, What? And I had wow. to go back because I'm like, I don't remember him saying anything that bad. That's crazy. Yeah. He got suspended over comments about something somebody else did 20 years ago. 
Welcome to 2021. Yeah. Yeah. You're suspended for saying that. So let's uh, let's keep this moving. Um, Hugh, you said there was a, there was something you wanted to talk about. Uh, I just wanted to bring up. Um, I I caught uh, on on the Peacock streaming service um, Dan Brown's The Lost Symbol. Uh, it's a, an extension of the um, the Robert Langdon franchise. You know, uh, Tom Hanks played uh, Robert Langdon in several movies, uh, The Da Vinci Code and uh, Angels and Demons, I believe. Yes. Uh, I just. Wanted to get my impression. It seems like it's a decent show, uh, full of puzzles. It's exactly what you would expect it to be. Um, Actor-wise, um, they've got Eddie Izzard in there, which immediately means I, I love it because anything he's in, I, I adore. Uh, the cute girl from The Following, I have no idea what her name was, but she keeps popping up and stuff. The guy that they have playing Langdon, he's a little young. I think this might be you know earlier in his career. I actually kind of like him better than Tom Hanks. I mean, Tom Hanks is great. But every time he's in a movie, you know, he's still Tom Hanks. And I had read both of those books before they even started making movies. And the Langdon I saw in my head was a lot different than Tom Hanks. Now, he did a great job, but he's not who I would have cast. This guy's more in line with my headcanon. Uh, but uh, check it out if you're into that kind of thing. Um, it's got, you know, puzzles and symbolism and secret societies and all that kind of shit. Uh, looks like it's going to be a fun show. Nice. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out as well. There's only one, ep- list. only one episode out so far, so I can't really give you much more than that. Right. And now Peacock, is that a free one or is that? Well, it, it's, I think they might have uh, some stuff you can watch for free, I think. But maybe. it's a subscription no, base. Nothing okay. at all. No. Okay. Yeah. It's NBC's right. streaming service. Gotcha. Yeah. You can get some of the Paramount stuff on there too. Uh, somebody I know watched Yellowstone on there. Yep. There's another one for you to watch, Paul. Hmm. <laughs> the supernatural. Oh, right. you know, interesting thing came up this week. Um, so at the Emmys, um, the last week tonight with John Oliver won several awards. Did anyone watch the Emmys? Okay. Well, um, they had to do several acceptance speeches. One of the acceptance speeches, uh, they chose one of the staff writers. It was a woman. I forget what her name is. Maybe Rebecca something. She is the wife of one of the friends of one of the guys I work with. Oh, cool. Really. Cool. Yeah. That's, and, cool. yeah. That's awesome. That's neat. Nice. Kevin. Uh, me, my turn. You. What do you, you want to talk to us about? So we, you know, watch, you watch Talking Dead after The Walking Dead. That's what you have to do. That's, that's the way I live my life. Um, you know, not a quarter mile at a time, as you know, some people think, but uh, you gotta watch Talking Dead. So, what did we see on the last Talking Dead? Jeffrey Dean Morgan's wife, uh, Hillary Burton Morgan, talking about her new show, uh, True Crime Story It Couldn't Happen Here. Now, let me read you a little bit about what this is. Now, it's on Amazon Prime. And what it says here, little blurb, small town native, and I'm going to get back to that in a second. This is pretty cool. And advocate Hillary Burton Morgan puts a spotlight on murder cases from small towns across America. She meets with family members and local insiders to explore each unique story and the impact and challenges of small town justice. 
Story number one was about was in uh, or about Adele, Georgia, very small town in Georgia. Story number two, Sequoia, New York, Oneida County. Oh, no wow. kidding. More specifically, Whitesboro area, New York. Okay. Guess who lives in Whitesboro, New York? Um, the, the Morgans? They sure do. No kidding. Very cool. Is that where they have the candy shop that they own with uh with uh Ant Man? Good question. Don't know. Uh, okay. I don't know anything about that. All right. What? Paul Rudd, you said with Ant Man? Yeah, Paul Rudd and uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan co-own a candy shop together somewhere in upstate New York. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is. Um, I don't know. I don't know if one of them grew up in this area or what the case may be, but they definitely decided to settle this area because they both wanted to live and and raise their child they have a they have a, a boy together and i don't know i don't know if they've only been together since 09 and the kid is well i guess that kind of works because he's he's old enough he was an extra in this uh in this last episode of the walking dead oh, no so kidding. yeah he was the child of sticking his head through the through the wall they were they were teasing the kids were teasing and then judith had to come over and you know right the wrong i guess or whatever she was doing with her little pig sticker um she was so, telling them to get the vaccine so they start trying to stick their hand in zombies mouths That's right right happening. exactly right and, and, and it didn't work you know that clear anyway um so so maybe it is maybe he is both of their sons but they've been together since 09 they've been married i don't know haven't been married that long um but it's pretty pretty cool i think they're uh you know they're they're neighbors of ours you know so to speak um and this show uh it was really good yeah. My wife loves these stories. She's got all these different podcasts she listens to, true crime, small town murder, um, crime and crime and sports. I don't know if you've heard of that one. It's a lot of these um, you know, sports personalities, football players, basketball players, could be anything, um, and hockey players and what they've done and what they've gotten away with, what they haven't gotten away with. Um, pretty, pretty, pretty great stuff. My only worry about all this, and it's, and this is really good, it's very entertaining. My only worry about this is she's learning an awful lot about how to kill people and hide bodies. <laughs> she's planning her retirement without you. Well, she's she's learning all, all the ways not to do things. Right. Eventually, she's going to figure out how to do it. <laughs> Be afraid. Be very afraid. Right. <laughs> so anyway, very good. I highly suggest it. She is exactly the person you would think if you haven't seen talking dead you haven't seen on talking dead oh oh one more thing she also played negan's wife in mm-hmm. the um the the uh the Here, flashback the origin here's episode. Negan. Yep. yep the origin story so she, nice. that was her and uh she's she's phenomenal she's exactly who you would think jeffrey dean's jeffrey, jeffrey Dean morgan's wife would be and if you've ever seen him outside of The Walking Dead, like with like in Rise with Norman Reedus or any of the other stuff he's done, or, or any, Supernatural. Oh, he's in Supernatural. He's the de- their father. Yeah. <laughs> now I'll watch Supernatural. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Corbs is gonna too. Great stuff. Yeah. Great stuff. So that's I just want to throw that out there. Very nice. Uh, did you guys see uh, that they dropped the trailer? For Disney Plus's Hawkeye, yeah, that looks was pretty cool. Yeah, um, not what I expected. Yeah, it wasn't what I expected either. Yeah, it's 
apparently it's going to play off from um however black widow ends it, it has something like to do com- with that it, it looks like there's going to be a lot of that which is surprising but uh, apparently something that and i haven't seen black widow yet something oh, that i know happens exactly in there. what they're talking about okay well whatever it is that springboards from that um is what rolls into his show and what's show. interesting is i i know what it is because it's in the end credits but um they didn't give that away in the trailer at all and right I'm watching the trailer i'm like but wait i thought because it was it was blaringly obvious that's where it's going yeah. um yeah so you you have no idea what it is even I after don't. watching the trailer right um but yeah that looks like it's gonna be another good one for um disney plus yeah, sorry. I'm just saving files as we go. Um, yeah, that looks really cool. It will be linked to in the show notes since I haven't mentioned them yet, this one. Um, does anybody have anything else? Because I have one last uh, uh, midstream to discuss before we wrap this thing up. No? Nope, I'm good. Okay. Um, so it's not often that, that Kristen actually requests to watch something. And uh, that actually happened this past week. She wanted to watch Cruella. Are you guys all familiar with Cruella? I know what it is. It's the yeah, it's the origin story for the villain from 101 Dalmatians. Um, interesting movie takes place in the 70s. You get to see how this this young lady grows up to be a young adult who calls herself Cruella. Um, the best thing I can say about that movie is it had a great soundtrack, like all sorts of really great seventies rock. Um, so it wasn't a bad movie. Like I went into it cringing thinking that it was going to really suck, but it wasn't bad. Yes. Corbs Corb just found, uh, the, uh, the name of that candy shop. It's Samuel's sweet shop. That's the one that's owned by Paul Rudd and, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, as we were saying, and that um, is that in is that in Hillsborough or it's in uh, Rhinebeck. Oh, Rhinebeck. Okay. Okay. Sorry, um, not a problem. But that's all. I just wanted to mention that we watched that and it wasn't horrible. It's uh, it's now regularly streaming on Disney Plus. Check it out. Also coming soon to Disney Plus for regular is going to be uh, Black Widow coming October sixth. So um, after that, I'll, I'll I'll know what you're talking about, Hugh. So wait, on October 6th, I can watch it for free? Well, for your regular Disney Plus subscription, yes. So I can watch it for free? Yes. Okay. Well, no, you, unless you're getting Disney Plus for free. Yeah. Free. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, my, uh, my ex, my ever's, so. Yes. Um, so, I mean, that's, uh, that's all I've really got, and um, I'm, I'm ready to drop some wisdom nuggets if you guys are Ready to wrap this thing up. Let's do it. All right. Walt Disney gave people unrealistic expectations on how many dogs you should own. Good night, everybody, and megabyte me, bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production.